Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Regime. I'm joined again by your fantasy extraordinaire, Damon Markon. No, your system to success this week, Mombi. You've, you've forgot that or we, uh, we changed it? Uh, we, we, uh, we throw that in after the ad breaks now, now that we've gone with the new uh, system. So okay, yeah. thanks for giving yeah, it away good. early, Damon. Yeah, no, nah, very good there, Wom. Yeah, excited to be here again and uh, excited to uh, have a third member of the panel tonight. Well, before we jump into that, Damon, I do want to give a special mention to Newcastle United, who went down, uh, love to, at St. James Park to Wolverhampton Wanderers on the weekend. Since we jumped in with the 6-0 win last week, I think that we should just pay homage to Wolverhampton this week. Yeah, look, it wouldn't be Newcastle United without following a great result with a poor one. So, yeah, look, that's enough of that. So, this week, as you just alluded to, we do have a special guest on the show. Goes by the name of Ned Smith. He's, a, he's an avid fantasy player. He's in all of our cash leagues every year. Ned, uh, that's all the introduction I'll do for you. Do you want to give uh, the listeners out there a bit of background into Ned Smith's fantasy life? Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having us, uh, Chris and Damon. And just before I get into myself, uh, yeah, bad luck about Newcastle there, Damon. Um, unfortunate, mate. Really not a fan. But um, Before all of our listeners uh, uh, tune out, Ned, get into it, mate. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, uh, yeah, big FPL man, um, big Reading man in the championship. Uh, we got off to a, we had a win on the on the weekend, um, but from a fantasy point of view, got off to a decent start this year. Um, just have you two covered uh, at the moment. Very close between myself and you, Damon. But um, yeah, I think, really I think excited just the, about uh, one point separating us. That just the one point. Um, so a really good time for me to come on the show. Uh, I've just got you two covered, so perfect, perfect time. Uh, another week might not have come on, but uh, yeah, really sort of be here, boys, and uh, thanks for having me. And on the topic of um, your success this season, Neto, do you want to quickly run us through how you went this week, um, just briefly? Yeah, sure. So uh, I hit 50 points this week, um, thanks to mainly uh, two guys. Uh, Etienne Kapue has been my uh, fourth midfielder, this season, and he rewarded me again with another 10 points um, this week. Uh, also with Lukaku, bringing him in um, for, for Kuhn uh, a couple of weeks ago with a top 12. But apart from that, not a lot. Um, I've played my wild card. Antonio's uh, got me a seven. Captain Hazard, so that was a bit... Of, yeah, so 50, not too bad last week, but... Um, hopefully be back this week. Now, I know, I know you like to be the host of the show, Wombi, here, but I do have a little segue of my own touching on Ned's um, captaining Hazard move there. Now, we obviously, we had, we had the set of games on the Friday night that were FPL relevant and that locked everybody out. And I can confirm to the listeners that, Chris, you did forget to change a captain and had to run with Hazard as captain. Yeah, I had a few too many frothies in the lead-up to Premier League <laughs> yeah. games, Damon, and... Uh, Forgot to check back on my team, and I just assumed somehow, very stupidly in hindsight, that I uh, rolled the C onto Lukaku, and uh, well, at the end of the day, I would have been two points off you had I not made that stupid error, but instead now I am 12 points back, so, jeez, what can you say, Damon? It was, uh, it was just a dire start to the week for me. I ended up on 47, so it wasn't too bad, but... Uh, 57 does sound a whole lot better there. Yeah, and Highlights for me was uh, Raheem Sterling, 13 points. Antonio delivered again with another goal. And Lukaku, who should have been my captain, hit for 12. So that's where the majority of my points came from. Yeah, and you were especially irate due to the fact that you were going to captain your boy Rom 
who went on to have a pretty solid game, scoring 12 points. So, yeah, some solid points lost there. Very um, dubious goal amongst those 12 points there as well, Damon. Yeah, so me and Ned are separated by one point atop um, our kind of our cash league at the moment. Um, I think So I'm, I'm 130,000 overall, Ned, so you must be nudging me by. Look, it would probably be a real slither, wouldn't it? it um, yeah. Hundred and eighteen thousand. Yeah, and we did we did chuck a poll up uh, during the week about uh, what did you score during the week, and I think we added in forty to fifty, fifty to sixty, sixty to seventy, and seventy plus. And I think the majority of teams fell in that sixty to seventy point range this week, which is a pretty solid score. So a lot of people captaining Lukaku and maybe a Sanchez if they had him. So it was a relatively high scoring week. I not sixty one and did captain Lukaku. Pretty much everybody else blank, but. I did touch on it on the show last week. I, Wombi, your unique of the week last week was Ian Archo, and I said that I wasn't going to bring him in, but I went against my word yet again and did bring Ian Archo in and returned me a tasty 10 points. So I was quite happy with that. Going against your word, that's not quite like you. Yeah, just like def- on there, uh, using defenders as unique of the week. So yeah, and it was nice to see my unique of the week, Dushan Tadic. Uh, well, they gave him an assist and really un FPL like form. I took a deflection before it went in, but for I'll a take the, goal. Yeah, I'll I'll take those points. Yeah. So yeah, I ended up <laughs> scoring sixty one. So I was pretty happy with that. Um good to see the great arrows again. But um yeah it was a pretty interesting week uh in the Premier League I think. Yeah, well you talk about a lot of points being on offer there, Damon. You just run through the scores here. You're looking at uh Hull one, Arsenal four, Leicester three, Man City four, West Brom four, Everton three, Palace four, I mean goals were just put on board this week, so if you were, if you had your hand among those points, you really could have got a good jump on the competition. Yeah, and um, just on on the, on the topic of those high scoring games, I think we'll get into this a little bit later in the show. But West West Ham and Stoke defence, Jesus Christ, they're just letting goals in at will at the moment. It's just unbelievable. I didn't expect to see anything like that from these two teams coming to the season. I just just brought Go for it, as well, boys, in my wild card. Um, so he returned me the big zero points um, on the weekend, conceding four. So, yeah, uh, alarm bells for those two sides. Stoke not doing really well at all. Um, they look at an early relegation side, I think. The Barca, the and Barcelona I, yeah, seconds. Yeah. I kept Peters <laughs> with my wild card. So I've made a very similar error to you then, Eddie. You've kept Collins and yeah. I've kept Peters, so... We've kept two absolute yeah. duds in our defence there. Yeah, that's right. And on the topic of wild cards, I can confirm that my wild card is active, and I've I've played it, and I've been kind of jumping on a couple of price rises in the last couple of days, just trying to make myself a little bit of money before lockout. But yeah, the wild card's definitely been played, and I'm going to try to get a good team in to, and get Kun back in this week, boys. The Kun plan. Yeah, that's it. Well, Damon, there would be a lot of teams in the same boat as you. So do you want to run us through your strategy behind the wild card just very briefly? Because obviously you will touch on a few players you're keen on throughout the show. But just briefly, touch on how you're going to use that wild card. Yeah, so obviously a massive thing around the wild card is you know you want to play it early and make sure you can get the most out of the price rises and get the players that you want in at the cheapest price. Um, I think the big attraction to wildcarding this week, if you haven't already, is the fact that you can build a nice team around Aguero that is stable going forward. Obviously, he's pretty much the staple of most teams in the captaincy option this week. So if you're not wildcarding to get him in, you're pretty much... I know you boys are both wildcarded, so you boys are going to have to try and uh, do something to get him in. But I'll be able to build a nice team around him, which is my choice. Um, and then around the structure itself, there's been a lot of talk 
across a lot of forums and I've seen heaps of it on Twitter around which of the big boys to keep. Obviously, if you're getting Aguero in, it's going to take up a lot of your budget. And we saw Sanchez score twice during the week. Lukaku's in good form, as is Costa. And it kind of leaves uh, Zlatan playing second fiddle a little bit. So I have seen a lot of talk about Zlatan getting ditched. Currently, I'm torn. I don't know which way I will go yet. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But yeah, I'm looking to get in. Aguero, one of the big strikers, and and if I'm not playing Zlatan as the third, I'll probably be get, getting Sanchez in the midfield. I think you'd be silly to uh, to throw out Ibra there, boys. Um, he's only had two flanks, uh, really. Um, he's, he's the main man at United. Uh, I think you'd be crazy to let him go there, Damon. It's funny you say that he's only had two blanks, though, Ned, because they did um, award Zlatan with an assist during the week. But, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep, and... and as is usual FPL protocol, it did take a deflection off, I think it was Barami or one of the Watford players before Rashford netted yeah. it, before Rashford slotted in. So that's usually not awarded an assist, but look, it's classic FPL to give the high-owned players points. It just They love that, yeah. they love that type of stuff. Which kind of, yeah, which kind of set precedent for the Tadic assist. So I kind of got, it was a real double whammy type effect for me. Mm, surprised he got it, but we'll take it for uh, the Definitely take owners. Mm. Now, Wombi, I I'm believe... looking at Ibra. Damon, I'd just like to keep going on Ibra a little bit there. Yep. You're gonna di- if you do consider ditching him, you look at all his key performance indicators, he's getting the shots up, he's getting the shots on target up. So at the end of the day, it's going to lead to output. Uh, a bit opposite to a man we'll touch on later on the show, Tian Kapu, who is not getting the stats on the board, but's getting the points. But uh, yeah, Ibrahimovic, that, that is going to lead to points output, no doubt in my mind. Yep, and we'll touch on a whole crop of these guys um, a little bit later in buy and sell. But I believe, Wombat, you have a little bit of news for us. A little bit of news. You said you're on your wild card. These are the guys not to bring in. Well, a few of them anyway. Some of it's good news, some of it's bad news. First of all, leave with the big one off the rank, Harry Kane, out potentially four, eight weeks. That was just massive news, one. wasn't it, Dave? That's a big one. Uh, Romelu Lukaku. He missed out on the cup midweek, but I think that's just a precaution. He's highly likely to play against Bournemouth. Yep. For Arsenal, Olivier Giroud, a man who has just been nothing but disappointing for my side. I rolled the dice on him and it backfired big time. And Aaron Ramsey, both still out. Luke Shaw actually picked up a groin injury. It's rumoured that he picked it up, not this game week, but the game week before, and he just was trying to sort of play through it and has aggravated it a little bit. So he could be out for potentially two to three games. The glass man. Uh, the glass man. We've, we've touched <laughs> on it a few times he's, in he's, earlier podcasts. He's injured every week. He's on run injured every week. It, you can never run pick true. him. Never pick him. Oh, well, I have picked him, so oh, he's, he's frustrating. Gone. He's, gone. <laughs> he's gone for me this week. Trade him out. Yeah, you'd have Valencia of those two now. Uh, Bobby Firmino, he's training, so he'll be fine. Bob. Um, Klopp just played it safe last week. <laughs> you've, you've rocked the Bob. The Bobby Firmino. I don't I'm mind just that. Cut him short. Then. I don't, I don't mind you. that. Chris, are you too, are you too close? Are you? Or... <laughs> Big friend of the show, Bobby Firmino. Big yeah. friend of the show. Couple of man buns. Couple of man buns. <laughs> and last but not least was a very weird one, actually. Uh, Van Anholt was pulled. Just during, he was actually warming up for the game, and a FIFA official came out on the ground and sort of said he's not right to go. And Moyes had to pull him, and it's been now confirmed that was it something to do with uh, heart Damon, or something, you told me just before the show? Was, I think it was something like that. Yeah, I think the FA advised Moyes not to play him. Um, yeah, so it was a real dubious one as he was doing the warm up. So 
yeah, I think he should be right for this game week, but um, I don't think there's a whole heap of PVA owners there that it affects. But yeah, it's a really interesting one, really. And uh, that's all the big ones. Uh, unless you've got any more you'd like to chuck in there, Damon? No, that's uh, look, that's probably the only ones that are fantasy relevant. And uh, yep, that's pretty much it. Rounds out the news, which was a good segment one. So before we go to our next segment, we'll just go to a quick break. Welcome back to the Fantasy Regime. Your system to success. There's your system to success, Damon. I got it in. Been waiting for it all show. Now, our next uh, segment, while I just turn this page over, Damon, you want to lead us into it? Yeah, so we touched on it last week. We're rolling it out again. It is kind of like the buy and sell section, which is kind of you know, based around you know, your basic stock market, which players have performed and their stock is rising and which players either have a poor run ahead or are in a poor uh, run of form that we're looking at jumping off. We're going to split it up backs, mids and forwards and probably run this out most weeks for the rest of the season. So starting off with the backs, we touched on them a little bit before and off the top of the show, Ned, I know this might affect you, the West Ham defence. And I think the big one for me is 11 goals in three games. Now, in seasons gone past, the West Ham defence has been pretty solid. Um, we all loved Aaron Creswell as a pick last year. Obviously, his injury is affecting the team, but West Ham actually do have a great run ahead. And I think a lot of people, Ned, I, can, I know that you can attest to this, did invest in that West Ham defence, thinking that had some clean sheets against a, a weaker set of teams, but they're just not solid at all, and their stock is falling big time for me. Yeah, that's right, Damon. Uh, look, they... They do have a peachy run coming up, and that's that's the reason for for my pick in uh, in Collins there. But uh, look, I'm I'm happy to to stay with him for the moment. Um, I don't think it's it's a massive issue at the moment, but uh, they they do have um, Southampton and and Borough at home in their two, two games. Um, if they continue to to leak goals um, in those two games, I'd probably get rid of them. But I'm happy to stay patient for at least another uh, two games there. You got anything one or not a big West Ham defence man? You don't have any yeah, West Ham defenders. Yeah, he just said, uh, I don't have any West Ham defenders, but you can see the logic behind it. Southampton home, Middlesbrough home, Palace away, and then Sunderland at home. So, I mean, at any other year, you'd back him to get two clean sheets out of those four, but this year, I just don't think it's going to happen. They are looking very shaky at the back. I think I read another stat on Twitter today. They've conceded at least two goals in their last seven or eight games, so they are yeah. not looking... Very good at all. If you've got West Ham assets in defence and you're on your wild card, do not keep them in. I'll, that would be my bit of advice. And I'd, I'd, the last thing I want to say is if you're conceding four goals to a Tony Pulis managed side, um, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> Tony Pulis does That's not right. score. I think before that week, they had probably, I think they'd scored three times all year. I think three, they'd scored three times all year before that point. So. Yeah, they've they've doubled the tally in one game. So yeah, um, off the West Ham defence, unless you have them, probably not worth using the transfer. The next one I want to touch on a little bit is the Stoke defence, which kind of feel uh, you know, goes into the same mould as the West Ham defence. Their run coming up is probably even better than West Ham. Essentially, um, reads a little bit like West ha- uh, West Brom, United, Sunderland, Hull, Swansea, West Ham, Bournemouth, Watford, Burnley. So real, real good, nice fixtures. But again, another team that just can't seem to keep a clean sheet, and that's everything's falling in the back of the net for them. Yeah, and for those four at home, West Brom at home, Sunderland at home, Swansea at home. So uh, you just look at those and you've got to think Cleans by a traditionally pretty sound defensive team in Stoke, especially yep. with uh, Shawcross in the side. Yep. 
But, uh, geez, Louise, Damon, they are leaking at the back of the moment, and I'm regretting my P decision. I'm not even sure why he didn't play. Yeah, I haven't done enough research. I, I think, that yeah, I, basically, I think Hughes... He got rotated out. Yeah, Hughes has had enough. They've been bad, looking to change it up. Um, I think Cameron, Cameron started in centre of defence, so just really change it up, see if something else can work, but it didn't. They, they conceded four, so we might see Peters back in. I do have Peters, but I'm uh, probably going to wildcard him out. I don't want to have any assets there. Neto? Yeah, like you said there, Chris, uh, I wouldn't be going anywhere near Stoke defenders until they um, can turn their form around. Like you said, they're usually pretty solid at the back, but uh, I'd be waiting um, a few weeks. Definitely see one clean sheet. Um, but, yeah, stay away from them for the moment. And the next um, set of teams, defence that I'm buying, they haven't kept a clean sheet either, but it is the Liverpool defence. And I'm looking in particular at uh, Dijon Lovren, Obviously scored on the weekend. Liverpool haven't kept a clean sheet, but they've had a hard run of fixtures to start the year. Played Arsenal, Tottenham, Leicester and Chelsea. So I don't think there'd be a whole lot of teams that would keep a clean sheet against those four guys. So I'm buying this Liverpool defence and I'm looking at picking up one of them on wildcard. It's just hard to pinpoint which one. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm on the Liverpool defence going forward with their fixtures. Yeah, you're not alone in that uh, Lovren camp there, Damon. I think a lot of teams that are going for that uh, Liverpool defence, are looking at Lovren. He's slightly cheaper and he's pretty much nailed in. So if you're looking for cleans, you're looking for a bit of bonus point potential, he's pretty solid at the back, you'd probably jump on Lovren there in that Liverpool defence. What about you, Nedio? Yeah, personally, uh, I'm steering clear of the Liverpool um, guys. It's kind of hard to know um, who to pick um, Liverpool-wise defensively and in the midfield. Um, But yeah, I, I don't really trust them yet. Um, look, Lovren scored on the weekend, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll be looking elsewhere there. So which defenders are you buying, Neto, considering that you've condemned every single one we've brought up? I have so far. Uh, well, look, the <laughs> Collins from West Ham. Uh, oh, big West Ham. Uh, I, I, big West Ham, man. Um, I bought Kishali from Arsenal um, for the wildcard uh, a couple of weeks ago, so he's my main man. Um, at the back at the moment, uh, we're running Evans from West Brom, so they're my main three at the moment. Yeah, so some but, sol- more solid options there, and yeah, we we know that the yeah. West Brom defense is usually pretty solid. The last one I want to touch on, and we did get on him a little bit last week, and I'm pretty high on him as well, especially going forward now. Is Jose Holabas? If you didn't watch the Watford United game, which you probably would have, considering it was a standalone game, he looked absolutely electric, as did Watford. And I think going forward, there we're going to see a lot of clean sheets out of these guys. Um, Holoblast plays plays on the left side, kind of playing as like a bit of a wing back. Gets forward a lot. We saw him on set pieces as well. And with Burnley, Bournemouth, Borough, Swansea, and Hull in the next five, I think if you're looking for a defender outright or you're wild carding, he should be just about the first defender that you slot into your team. Yeah, correct. Look, I'm probably not going to make a midfield change just because, unfortunately for me, I need to make defender a few change. moves to reconstruct my side. A defender change, correct. Yeah just because I need to restructure a little to bring Aguero in. But if I was, I'd probably be looking at Holobas as the number one option sort of in that price range yep. in defence right now. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, def- transfers on defenders are generally luxuries, but I do know there's a heap of teams wildcarding this week, so a couple of guys that you can consider, as well as the Arsenal defence. If you want to pay up, look, Arsenal defence, as Neto said before, pretty rock solid and a good run of fixtures too. I'm with you, actually, Damon, for once with uh, Holobus. Uh, if if you're wildcarding or you've got a, a transfer, obviously, I'll be, I'll be bringing him in. Uh, he's got that attacking threat for a defender. So, um, yeah, if, if you can get him in, 
definitely uh, do so this week if you're wildcarding. Yep, and that pretty much rounds out the defenders. Well, you want to move on to mids? Yeah, we've made a bit of history there on the fantasy regime this week. Ned Smith agreeing with Damon. Now, you just said that we are, we are people are in the middle of their wild card, so we'll touch on a few options in the midfield this year because, to be honest, there is just a luxury of good midfield options, both premium and mid-priced, and how even low-priced as well. We've got Snodgrass and Capu down there. But first of all, I want to bring up a man who top-scored for the season this week in a bit of a shock, 21 points, two goals, two assists, three bonus. Mason Chadley getting it done at West Brom. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, we've touched on penalties on this show before, and I saw a stat on Twitter during the week that we're on track for 144 penalties uh, awarded this season, which would be the most all-time. And look, Nasser Chadley, we didn't know if he was going to be on penalties at West Brom, but it seems he's claimed him. And whew, two goals, two assists, and three bonus points. That's a great way to uh, you know get your West Brom career going. So definitely one to monitor. Um, Slock clearly rising. But I think we all know that West Brom don't score a lot of goals. So I probably wouldn't be jumping on him. I'd like to see a little bit more. But, yeah, crazy returns for one week, really. With you there, Damon, as well. Uh, I'd want to see a bit more of him. Um, had a great game. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, yeah, like you said, West Brom, they're not a big scoring team. So I'll be uh, looking elsewhere uh, with Chadley. Now, from a team who probably aren't going to give you a lot of attacking returns to the complete opposite. A team who's going to get it done and is going to have a spread of people getting it done. We've got Kevin De Bruyne, who's absolutely dominating, and Sterling, who got it done for my side this week. I am high on both of these guys. You probably wouldn't have them both in, but you'd be mad not to have at least one of them on your day one. Yep. Um, I think you'll really hit the nail on the head there. And then for me, it's really deciding which one I'm going to get this week with Aguero because, heck... The way that Man City have looked to start the season, and especially both these guys during the during the weekend, they both look completely on fire. Sterling was making these surging runs forward, like hooking up with uh, Inacho up forward, whereas De Bruyne was really patrolling that midfield, put a great ball through to Gundogan for their, their fourth goal, which just pierced the heart of the um, Bournemouth defence. So... Obviously, you've got to pay up for Kevin De Bruyne and Sterling's a little bit of a cheaper option, but, man, I'm definitely grabbing one of these guys on wildcard. Yeah, uh, KDB all the way from me, boys. Uh, pay up. Um, I had him all last season. Um, and with, with Aguero back now, I think those two can really uh, complement each other. Um, but yeah, so pay up and stick with him. Another thing to consider as well is um, with Nolito stupidly getting a red card during the week, um, Sterling should be... Should see 90 minutes a game on one of the wings, I think. With uh, Sane, Nolito and Sterling all wide players predominantly, they're kind of rotating that, that area and seeing them um, getting subbed off early or one of them starting on the bench. But with Nolito out, I think Sane and Sterling should start for the next games ahead. So we should see Sterling pretty nailed on going forward if his form isn't enough to warrant that on its own. Mm, I just think he's a bit of a risk sometimes. Um, obviously, they They've got Champions League uh, and a lot of midweek football. Um, I, yeah, I'm not as big on Sterling as I am De Bruyne, but um, look, if you've got Sterling, uh, you'd be you'd be laughing at the moment because he's he's uh, rewarding you. Yeah, there's a lot so, of options there. I'll segue with a little bit of a cliche here, Ned. You got to give a little to get a little, and if you're going to have Kevin De Bruyne at that really high price point, you may not have room for Alexis Sanchez, who seems to be getting it done. For Arsenal, uh, he was a penalty away from 
putting in an absolutely massive haul. Let's be honest, he got it done anyway. What are your thoughts on Alexis Sanchez, especially when you're putting him in the same bracket as those high-priced midfielders, Ned? Yeah, well, look, they're, they're very similar, and I don't think you can you can run both of them, um, especially when you've got probably two of, um, you know, uh, Aguero or Ibra or, or Vardy. So I think you can only really play one of, of those guys. Um, for me, it's, it's De Bruyne over Sanchez at the moment. Um, and then you can, uh, you might throw in Hazard in there as well. But uh, look, De Bruyne for me, um, Sanchez, just with Arsenal there, formation still changing a little bit with Giroud in and out. Um, I'd be I'd be sticking with De Bruyne. You could have Sanchez. Look, um, you know, I wouldn't be trying him, but you can only have one uh, for mine. I am going to disagree with you politely, Ned, and it wouldn't be me without doing that. Purely, we never, we never, we never agree anyway. We don't, we don't. Except new. on, except on um, our philosophies on uh, starting with the player of the year in our seed. But well, that's right. For me, I wasn't as high on what Sanchez as what a lot of the Twitter community and a lot of the FPL people out there have been. I don't think that his returns really warranted how well he played. Obviously, the first goal was very lucky. It came off. It was like a slight deflection off an Awobi shot. He went on to miss a penalty, which I think was a little bit of him calling rank over Cazola, wanting kind of hogging the ball a little bit. And then the second goal was a bit of a rebound where, look, it was a little class to get around the goalkeeper, but pretty much anybody, anybody could have finished that. So I'm not as high on him as what a lot of people are. But for me, it's just a run ahead. Burnley, Swansea, Middlesbrough and Thunderland. And he's such an explosive player that I just I just want someone from Arsenal in my team. I've had Ozil for the last three weeks and I'm going to be wildcarding him at 100%. So for me, Sanchez as that explosive option really entices me and... He nearly notches it for me over Ibra. I haven't made the decision yet, but I'm really leaning towards Sanchez right now. You just said one really important thing there, and that is that going forward, you probably do need one of these premium Arsenal assets. Um, I'm not going to have any this week, and thankfully they're playing Chelsea at home. But after this week, I'm going to be looking to use one of those transfers to probably bring in uh, Santi Cazorla or something like that, just so I've got a bit of coverage in that those upcoming Arsenal fixtures. Yeah, and I think if there was any doubt on who's taking the Arsenal pens going forward, I think we know it's going to be Cathola from now on. Um, after Sanchez's miss, I don't think anybody's going to be calling rank on him. Before we move on, uh, did you have anything else to add, Ned? Um, look, yeah, if you're picking an Arsenal midfielder, uh, well, uh, look, I'd, I'd lean towards Sanchez just because he's got that explosiveness. You know, he can he can come out and give you a, a 20 sort of point week uh, here and there. So, yeah, um, yeah look. And just because just this is such a massive point for this week, I'm just going to ask you both a question here because we've got heaps of this. It's kind of coming down to picking between... I think everybody's going to be running with Aguero, no doubt, um, if you're not transferring him in, you're wildcarding him in. If you had to ch- choose between another big hitter going forward for the next, say, six to eight weeks, between Zlatan, Sanchez and De Bruyne, irrelevant of who their midfield or forward compatriot would be in your side... Which one would you pick on a pure points per game basis? Kevin De Bruyne for me. De Bruyne for That's me. It. Yeah, De Bruyne. And for me, I'll say Sanchez. Wow, very interesting. I'm um, Both of you De Bruyne. No one in this Latin camp, but that's very interesting. Now, we're going to move on from one penalty taker to another. And I know he's your boy a little bit there, Wombi. Robert Snodgrass scored again on the weekend against Arsenal, obviously from the penalty spot. But heck, this guy is having one hell of a start to the season. He's actually doing my head in a little bit because I've got him flagged on Fantasy Prem. Just when these uh, fixtures ease up a little bit, they've obviously got Liverpool away, Chelsea at home in the next two. Then those fixtures start to look really peachy. So I'm going to get him in then. 
he keeps getting points. I mean, you, you just can't ignore this guy. He's, he's looking like a bit of a dynamo, not just from that penalty spot, but also from set pieces. Robert Snodgrass, I've called it earlier. I was not expecting him to be this good. Yeah, and he's been around the championship for a long time. And and as a Reading supporter now, I'm sure you would have seen a whole heap of him. Yeah, he's, he's hurt us a little bit over the last couple of years. But uh, in terms of FPL selections, uh, it's a big... It's a big uh, role from me. Uh, I've got a no-hull city players rule this year, um, so he will not be making his way into my team, that's for sure. As for me, I've got a little bit of a headache because obviously I'm on wildcard and I'm tinkering a little bit with having, you know, maybe having a Kapu and Snodgrass as a bit of a 4-5 combo and rotating him or whether or not just ditching Snodgrass entirely and upgrading him. So, look, for me, it's a 50-50 call where I put him in. I'm happy to bench him for a couple of weeks and play Kapu. But I'm with you, Wombi. I think when that Hull City fixtures turn in their favour, I will probably look to get him in. I'm I'm not as uh, sold against Hull City as you are, Neto. I think they may just find a way to start out with a number of the other teams struggling big time. But, um, yeah, he's definitely yeah. one to watch. Yeah, I'm not sure. They've started well. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't think they can uh, maintain it. And, look, if, if Sean Grass is... Uh, keeps his form anything like his championship he'll drop off at some stage so it's uh, a no for me yeah and and the last guy I want to touch on that's probably on the up and he has been on the up for a while is Mikel Antonio we'll touch on a couple of guys that stock is falling dramatically but Mikel Antonio um, heck I know you got him in last week on wildcard Wombi and he or two weeks ago on wildcard and three goals in two weeks uh, very good yeah, I mean, you couldn't have a bigger contrast than Robert Snodgrass going to get done with the boot to Mikel Antonio. I think he's got all of his goals from headers now, so massive contrast there, but it doesn't matter how you get it done. Goal's a goal. Pretty unlucky to score two goals and not get any bonus in that 4-2 loss, but I mean, doesn't matter. He's getting the points on the board for me, and he's staying put for the foreseeable future in my fantasy Premier League side. Yeah, with with you again there, Wombi. Uh, brought him in two weeks ago uh, in, in my world card as well, like you. Um, and great returns at the moment. So, uh, Antonio, definitely rewarding you. Yeah. Where are we heading next there, Damon? I think... I think no, I actually, want... Before you do jump ahead, Damon, I want to make a little bit of a, a comparison. So you're on your wild card. Is there no thought process behind Dimitri Pay at all? Obviously, you're not going to have two West Ham assets in your midfield. That would be a bit of madness. But Paye's got class, but Antonio's getting it done at the moment. Is there any consideration for Paye? If we're looking at a pure points-per-game basis and price is no issue, I'd probably lean towards Payet, even though he doesn't have the runs on the board this season. But I just think, given the fact that Antonio is a whole lot of a che- hell of a lot cheaper and we can use those funds elsewhere, I think Antonio is kind of a no-brainer at this point. And whilst he's scoring, there's really no need to pay up for Payet. Well, Damon, before you do, just jump ahead there. I want to ask you a quick question. You are on your wild card. Is there any consideration for Dimitri Payet? Obviously, Payet's got a fair bit more class than Antonio. Antonio's scoring, but here, just looking here, uh, Payet's got two assists against Watford and two assists against West Brom, nine and ten points respectively. So you're not considering making a little bit of a leap up in price to Dimitri Payet? Yeah, I think it's kind of another dilemma, as we saw before with Sterling and De Bruyne. But for me, I'm going to opt to go with Antonio just because... Look, he's a whole lot cheaper. We can use that money elsewhere. If we were looking on a points-per-game basis and price is no issue, I'd probably go with Payet for sure. But at that price and given Antonio's recent form, I don't really think it's much of a question and we can use the funds elsewhere, really. Fair enough. Now, quickly, we are going to move ahead because we are running a little bit low on time here. 
probably should have put him in the bracket with KDB and Sanchez before, but a lot of people are jumping off this guy. His stock is falling. Eden Hazard, I know I've made way. He's made way in my side in order to make those funds up to get Aguero in. What are your thoughts on Hazard looking forward? Neto? Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm keeping Hazard. I'm, I'm still a big fan. He's one of the best players in the world, and as long as Chelsea um, are up and about, he's, he's, he'll be um, involved in the goals. Um, so I'd still be patient with, with him. I captained him last week. Uh, he's always a threat at home. Um, yeah, that look stick with him definitely. He, I, I, I stuck with him for half a last year in there, Dan. That did not work well for me either. But um, a bit of an exception though last year. I, yeah. I think he, he's too good to to have another one of those and of he, those years. Yeah, and he's on pens, which helps. I'm, I'm probably going to jump off just because there's better options around that price. But I'm not going to rule him off completely. Falling mm. in price a whole heap. I think he's had. I think he's dropped two or three times already this week. So it seems like there's a bit of a max exit. It's there. So you might have a little bit of a point of difference Neto over the field, I think, coming forward. Hopefully. I'd be happy with Hazard as a point of difference, that's for sure. And I'll be happy with Sanchez over you. But um... <laughs> My point of difference, Damon, has been Eric Lamela. Boy, oh boy, he's disappointed the last couple of weeks. Actually came on as a sub. Was unlucky not to score as that sub, but came on as a sub. Eric Lamela, he's got to make way in my side. He'll last one more week just because... Um, They've got a good fixture as opposed to Santi Cathola, who I'd have to take a hit for. But after this week, Lamela is going to be out of my side. How's some of your, your pronunciations there, Wom? Santi Cathola, Jesus. Yes. You've, really, you've really, you're really upped your, your pronunciation game for the pod. But yeah, I agree with you there. Probably ditch him. I think something that is worth noting is Harry Kane out for eight weeks, which I assume... Yeah, that's gonna, true. That's very true. I assume that's going to affect the whole Spurs um, attacking assets, really. But um, he looked good. He nearly scored. I think that was a bit of a left foot bender to the far post. Got real close. Worldy save from Pickford. Yeah, real good. Just to uh, jump in there, boys, as well. Uh, yeah, very impressed with that pronunciation. One uh, definitely, definitely been listening to our uh, fancy extraordinary host there, Damon. Um, I've I'm taken not... the host role off you a little bit tonight. One, I'm going to defer you from now on. Sorry about that. Well, def- I, I'm liking it. I'm, I'm looking and I'm liking. Look again, I'm liking. Well, when you defer to me, Damon, we are we do stay on time and we're a little bit pressed here, so we're going to move on to forwards. We'll start off with a man who hit a brace on the weekend, uh, hit his first goal for the club, then managed to double it in the same game. Slamani, Jeez, I might have stuffed that one up because I've got no idea how to pronounce that one. Slamani, Slamini? Silamani. No idea. Silamani. Silam- is there an I before the L there? Yes. Yeah, anyway, regardless, go Damon. Speak about him because I do not know much about yeah. him. Algerian, um, friends with Riyad Mahrez, real good in the air. I think he scored both of his goals off his head in the, on the weekend. So definitely one to monitor. I'm not really sure whether or not he warrants the selection right now. Um, I think he played United and Chelsea in the next three weeks, do Leicester. So uh, no need to get him in, no need to rush. But he may be one that presents himself as an option going forward. Obviously, there's Jamie Vardy there. So Leicester will score goals. It's just a matter of timing your run with these guys, I think. Now, Ned, I'm going to chuck the next guy straight to you. Ian Archo, do you make way for him still in your side? He's in form, or do his stocks drop, in your opinion, with the return of Sergio Aguero? You get rid of him this week straight away. Don't even think about it twice. While Aguero's back, this bloke uh, will sit on the bench. And, yeah, look, if, if you've had him these two weeks, I don't know how more definitive I can be, but, um, look, if Aguero misses another couple of weeks, bring him back in. 
as long as Aguero's playing, um, get rid of this bloke. You heard it first from Ned Smith, get rid of him, man. Yeah, that's probably what I'll do as I transfer him in this week. Pretty much lock myself into a wild card there. And and I'll be getting him ready. I'll be getting rid of him for as you can. I'm I'm jumping ahead on the run sheet here, Wombie. Um, for my favourite player in the Premier League, the one and only Troy Deeney. The man is a beast. He's on penalties for Watford, and there's nobody that works harder than maybe Jamie Vardy, but there's no one that works harder than Troy Deeney. So I reckon he's a great option going forward, and that stock is skyrocketing with it. Watford fixtures coming up. I, I can't believe I'm saying it, Damon, but we're going to agree here twice in about uh, 30 minutes. Both Watford um, players. Yeah. Um, Look, big fan of Dini as well. Um, set pieces, goals, um, assists. Look, you can't really ask any more from Dini. Um, yeah, he is, and if he's he's a good option for so for forward three, um, and might be making his way uh, into my side this week. Uh, got a, a lot of time for Dini. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna just jump ahead to the last two forwards, um, and they're in the kind of the same price range, and I think. There's a lot of consideration being given to both of them as the you know your next forward after um, Sergio Aguero and they are Diego Costa and Romelu Lukaku. Um, we all know that Wombat's a big Everton man and he can't take his scarf off for two minutes. But um, Ned, I'm going to ask you, where do you sit with these two and which one do you like more? Uh, no, I'm. Well, we'll cover this uh, in our transfers uh, segment a little bit later, but uh, I might keep my powder dry, actually, just with that question, Damon, if that's all right. Interesting. Wombi, uh, I'm just going to assume you're on the Lukaku camp right now. Do we even need to ask this <laughs> yeah, right we now? we don't need to discuss Everett, it. Everton have 13 points after five games, Damon, so... If, if you thought I was biased beforehand, boy, oh, boy, am I biased at the moment. We are looking delightful, the way we're playing under Cumin. Yep, and that's pretty much spot on. So that pretty much rounds out our buy-sell section. If you want us to discuss anybody else that we didn't discuss in the show, feel free to tweet at us at the Fanta Regime. That's T-H-E-F-A-N-T-R-E-G-I-M-E. Or follow our individual Twitter account at Damon Mark on at Chris A. Neal and at Nettie Smith. At Nettie Smith. Yep, nice little shout out there. Now, you want to go to break, Wombie, before we get into the best part of our, our show, the Unique of the Week. We'll be back after this break. Welcome back to the Fantasy Regime, your system to success and the most succinct podcast on the market. Not quite very succinct today, but we'll run with it anyway. Um, now we're on to the fun part of the show, Damon. We know the listeners love this. It's unique of the week. It's the one thing where I have got the wood on you at the moment. Cashed in with the Anache last week. I'm not sure what he scored there. Was it 10, Damon? Yeah, 10 or 10. 11? I was quite happy to let you get your unique of the week points out because it contributed to my fantasy team. Uh, you cashed in a little via Tadic. I think he got an assist. Just the five points there, was uh, it? Six. They did keep a clean sheet as well, Southampton. So happy with that. Notched both unique of the week points there. So very happy. But um, and, so- uh, I extended my lead to eight points, 31 to 23, which I think we haven't played this game much, but I think in this game, that's a nice little buffer. Yeah, that's the biggest lead of the season. So... Actually, why don't we get our guest to kick us off? We're going to get get our guest speaker. So, Neto, you've got a tally-free stab in the dark here that unless unless they score 31 this week, you're forever going to be last. Well, look, you never know, um, but it's obviously going to be hard to catch you boys uh, in the first few weeks. But uh, my unique of the week, uh, sitting at 3.7% ownership, from Manchester United, taking a risk, Marcus Rashford. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, now, risky, because there is a chance that he might play 
four minutes uh, on on Saturday, but got the full game against Watford. Um, back at home against Leicester, I, I liked his game on uh, on Sunday night there. Um, and look, with you guys thirty points ahead, uh, I'm going to need to take a few risks here. So. I'm running with Marcus Rashford. I can't believe they're picking Marcus Rashford. That's beyond <laughs> See, Damon, I think what Ned's done here, he's, he's been mistaken because what he's done is... He's actually picked, picked the guy, unique of the week. He's picked the guy who's quite unique, whereas we're just tactically picking players who are owned by under five but are going to play regardless. He's done what the show was, the segment was originally designed for. I must say, though, we... Troy Deeney is owned by less than 5%, and we did all mutually agree that Troy Deeney could not be a unique of the week option because he's that good of a selection going forward. So he's ruled out, as is Odi Nagalo, which I'm not sure if he's above 5%. But you want to kick us off next, Wom, as the current leader? Yeah, I've gone for a guy who's a little bit of a rotation risk as well. I'm not 100% sure if he's going to play. But with the out of Harry Kane, Janssen. I've gone for Janssen. Yeah. It wouldn't be like Wombat to pick someone that's owned by you know more than seven seven uh, that's oh, that's priced at more than seven million, wouldn't it? Mate, he's played just looking at his minutes here: thirty-five, ninety, sixty-three, eighteen, four. So you can, credit where credit's due. One point three percent owned. Yep. So in the same mould as Ian Archo, as you picked last week, um, picking he the striker. He played four behind, minutes last week. Picking the striker behind the, the striker that's not going to play this week. I like where you're going there, Wombat. Real playing the chalk. You know what we're hearing here, Ned? We're hearing a guy who's behind by eight points and he's just trying to get into the mind of his opponent. That's we're, awesome. he- we're hearing a guy that can't take his Newcastle scarf off because my, ne- my unique of the league this week is a guy that scored last week and he's a former Newcastle player. Surprise, Andros, surprise. Andros Townsend. Let's have yeah. it, son. Crystal Palace against Sunderland this week was absolutely tantalizing as he was last season on the weekend and I hope he gets it done against Sunderland. So... He's seen him before. He scored against him before, I think. And look, uh, Andres Townsend against Sunderland. Mark him down for three goals and 20 fantasy points. Damon, I just, I just want to add there. I'm, I'm not sure who's worse, you know, listening to the first few shows, but these uniques of the week with, with Wombi just running Everton players and you with your, your has-been Newcastle players, um, <laughs> I, I think you boys need to pick it up and actually start picking some, you know, uniques of the week. Well, after, like, I, pick, after I pick Moose, Sissoko and Ginny Wanyala in the next two weeks, I might look for someone else. Well, I can't wait for three weeks where you <laughs> actually take your new, Newcastle scarf off and, and take this segment seriously. I yeah. haven't started rolling through my evident defenders yet, so I've still got a bit of time before <laughs> we can we can call that. Leighton Baines is yet to make an appearance, probably owned by too many. Probably owned by 50% of teams. But before we uh, get into our captains, well, I know we uh, we got a couple of, we got, I think we've got one Twitter question that we want to touch on a little bit this week before we uh, get into our captains. Yeah, and I've closed it. It was from uh, Connor. I think it was Conor McGregor FPL or something along those lines. Notorious. He at just wanted so at Notorious FPL. Big Conor McGregor fans. Uh, yeah. We just wanted. He wanted to know if you could have KDB and Aguero in the same side. I think we briefly touched on it before. I reckon you can. You just got to make way elsewhere in your team. Yeah, it's a tough one because obviously they're both pretty expensive. But I think that his, his direct question was, I quote, keep KDB or being in Aguero. So I think he's touching a little bit more on whether he should ditch KDB and use those funds to bring in Aguero. So obviously it's a tough one. I don't mind having them both. But I think if you have to give up a little to get a little, I think it's always worth getting Aguero in. So if you're not taking a hit there and you have two free transfers, it might be worth doing that. I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Damon. Do we wanna, is it even worth having this discussion? Do we want to talk about captain? We all know who it is. But we should touch on it just in case you don't have the man, the myth, the legend, Sergio Aguero. If you've got him in, captain him straight away. 
it's not like he's had two weeks off. He scored four goals. I think it was in a Champions League game. So, no, I think I think Ned's captaining Hazard again, considering how high he is. <laughs> well, it's it's funny. Uh, I, I'm actually not giving uh, Aguero the armband this week. Uh, <laughs> oh. I'm not I'm not sure if you know, Damon, but my I've actually got a captain uh, formula that I've played. You're only captain home guys, I know. I only captain home guys, um, and with Hazard away. Uh, Aguero away and Aussie at home but out of four that leaves Andros uh, Townsend away as well yeah that's a real yeah, bad so one. I can't pick him um, oh, I'm, d- I'm down to two um, and I'm going with Ibra at home to Leicester I'll probably hide behind my couch uh, for the early game again this week then yeah uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like I've got a good record with captains in the in the first game the, the game week but um, yeah only captain home people um, so Ibra it's, it's you this week how'd that work for you last year Ned? Uh, yeah, not great. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, yeah, the the yeah. the podcast is about this year, not last. And year, uh, so. as real boring people, I can confirm that me and Wombat won't consider anybody else besides Sergio Aguero as our captain this week. I must have forget to take my captain off Hazard. Yeah, and and as in regard to transfers, obviously I'm on wild card, so they're irrelevant to me. Do you boys have anything planned? I know that I think Wombat you've already done yours. Yeah, well, you said before I can't take my evident hat off, but I am going to justify this. To the listeners, just so we can clarify, I've bought in Yannick Balassi. He'll last about two weeks in my side, make way for Robert Snodgrass. Just looking here, Bournemouth away, Palace at home. Then we spoke before that Hull's pictures just become really peachy after that. So I'm going to try and bank a few Balassi points here while I can. And then uh, I went Hazard down to him to make Giroud go all the way up to Aguero. Obviously, Giroud needed to go. I would have done Ibra potentially had I had a bit more luxury with that third striker position, but Drew needed to go, so I made went all the way down and all the way up, and it seemed like a bit of a no-brainer for me. Yep, thanks for that in-detailed uh, analysis of your side there, Wombi. No worries. Uh, what about you? <laughs> well, look, guys, when you asked me to come on the show, I was, I was very nervous um, for this question because I've got a bit of a groundbreaking uh, trade plan this week, obviously yeah. with Aguero coming back in um, and no wild card to play, uh, I've had to take uh, a negative. Uh, I've had to take a hit this week, a negative four, um, and I've had to drop a couple of guys that've been doing really well uh, so far this year. So it's in Aguero and Rondon, and out Rondon. Costa and Lukaku. So they're confirmed. That is confirmed. That is done. And you put no thought into Troy Deeney opposed to Rondon or priced out. Look, I, I went with Rondon, um, just just the way West Brom are going. I know Watford are going really well as, wow. as well. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually shocked. Like I, I thought Hazard was, was bad. Wow. Yeah, but look, you you have to get Aguero in. Um, I don't condone um, FPL hits of negative four, um, but sometimes you just have to do them to get him in. That's what I've done, um, and I've had to drop um, some informed guys. So look. This this might be the end of me in uh, in FPL for this year. This might cost me, but yeah. you, you've got to do it. So. Let's hope the listeners stop listening by this stage. <laughs> boy, oh boy, I thought my my move was dubious, but Solomon it's, Rondon. It, it's a it's a risk. It Here's a, risk. a guy that has a no Hull City policy, but has a Tony Pulis forwards policy. So uh, get your head around that one. Um, but yeah, that pretty much rounds us out. I think. Yeah, unless you've got anything more to add, boys. No, that's pretty much it. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Great show. Thanks again, Nettie. You've been uh, listening to the Fantasy Regime, your system, to success. Well, I hope a- your game... Actually, I do have one more thing, Wombie. I just want Interrupts to have... Interrupts right during the <laughs> outro. The, the boys over at the, the Fantasy Fallacy will appreciate this, and I've been, I've been appreciating their banter on social media for the past 
the last couple of weeks and we look to continue this friendship in the future. I hope they've enjoyed our banter tonight and we'll see you next week.